Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Let's go. Hello, welcome everyone to the distraction here on Fightful.com. We got a new time slot. We've been bumped up to the afternoon. We're we're off of taped prime time at seven o'clock. We're now live afternoon three o'clock. I'm Jeremy Lambert, Joseph Holbert, the chubby chief. With me as always, Joseph. How are you? Well, I'm good. I think though that you perhaps have misunderstood the ratings play that's been made here because I think this is definitely a move for the Brit market, I feel. Not Brit Baker, the British folk, that is. I mean, we're looking at 8 o'clock here, Jeremy. This is prime time. People are getting in, they're settling down, they're ordering some food to watch the distraction, they're putting on the big screen, they're grinning wide, you know, they're wearing their sting makeup, they're asking masks. <laughs> it's all good times. And it's, you know, I think that's what's going on. I'm not in the office, as you know. Jeremy, me and you are just stars of the team. We, we're not in, you know, we're not GM in this thing. Yeah, I am a little bit. I, I am oh, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, they they come to me, you know, should we trade for this guy? You know, what do you think about this contract? I have a little bit of input on that True. stuff. <laughs> You're like the, uh, what's the Chris Paul story where he told one of the, I think it was maybe Tyson Chandler, he was like, your next contract relies on me. That's you. <laughs> Everyone needs the alleys from you. So, yes, I'm very excited. Live, because as Jeremy knows, I definitely can tell the difference between when it's live and tape. So I'm definitely very excited, and I'm ready to go. I was telling you off air, like I never wanted to do live podcasts. I never wanted to do video podcasts when we started this whole thing. And now I'm doing three live video podcasts a week, two of them with you. And you mentioned like, yeah, you're doing like full sting makeup and everything too. Like you're really throwing yourself into it. It's, it's been extraordinary. I mean, we've almost been doing this for a year now, as I discovered uh, Tuesday, which is, was only 15 years ago. Um, and here we are, right? Many things have changed in, in so many ways, yes. and they will continue to change. Here we are. If there's one constant, it's you and I talking nonsense and fake <laughs> discussing wrestling on Thursday evening. So here we are, folks. Let's go. 
Uh, guys, subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash Fightful. Leave us a thumbs up. That really helps us out. Tap the bell for notifications. Leave a super chat. Uh, best way to support us. And you get your question, comment, statement read on air. And off the bat, we got a super chat from Jobber JJ who said, Eddie Kingston is the GOAT. Don't think he's going to win, but I want him to win. Moxley is also fantastic. They've got their rock in Austin, question mark. I don't know if I go that far. But we're going to talk about uh, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley a little right. bit later on. We'll, we'll, we'll we save up. it, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll save that. We gotta okay. we gotta get the WWE stuff out of the way. Then we'll get into uh, okay. AEW. Okay. We got to talk a little bit of WWE. We've got um, we've got Walter and Ilya Dragunov. Is that how you say it? Yes. Okay. He's Dragunov. Dragunov. Okay. I mean, so I mean, Nigel McGuinness. I try to do it with an accent, and it doesn't come Dragunov. And it doesn't come across very yeah. well. That's fine. I don't know, man. Neither of us watch the brand. I suggest to you, Jeremy's a topic, because um, I know you're a big fan of Walter. Now, the, the TW folks, they'll be excited. I want everyone to know that I almost purchased Jeremy Lambert, the Walter action figure, in which you can turn his hands into, like, open palms so he can chop people, which is very exciting to me. Um, what that is to this match, I don't know. My question would be, for you, because you've seen it now, I assume, right? Yes, I watched it last night. I've seen it twice. Are you, like... We both probably think it's very good, but are you on that tier of, like, this is actually the best match of all the empty arena matches? Or are you just like, yeah, it was really cool. Interested. Um, I think the style lends itself um, to, to being with good in the empty arena. So yeah. I, I also watch the, the ROH peer title stuff. And like that kind of style, like the Brian matches are always great because it's it's not so reliant on like high spot kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And like that stuff is the stuff that like really pops the crowd and whatnot. Like they can just work their holes. And in the, the case of Walter and uh, Ilya, like just beat the shit out of each other. And it's not so reliant on like, oh, let's do this big high spot to get the crowd to pop and get the crowd into it and stuff. It's just like two men just going out there and having a fight. And like, I've watched enough empty arena UFC to be like, Hey, this works for me. So is it the best empty arena match? Maybe recency bias. I would say, yes, I, I've forgotten so many of these empty arena matches because so many of these empty arena matches are forgettable. Um, but like banks and Bailey, is right up there. So I don't want to say like it's better than Banks and Bailey, unless we're not counting that because that was Thunderdome. Yeah, man. There's like 500 Skype screens. <laughs> it's very different. No, I, I'd count that. I think they're very different, right? I mean, it's, I don't know. I think the, the idea of like styles and such is like the guys that are trying to capture it as a competition. And to be clear, I'm not saying that's better or worse. That's just what it is. They're trying to like portray a physical battle. They, they fare better in this setting. That, yes. That's basically the idea. This one is that times 10, though, because the brutality really played well in empty building, because you could hear it, you could see it. I will say, though, of all the matches that I will accept as being great, this is... I've never known a match that felt so much longer than its runtime. Am I just being miserable on this, Jeremy? It felt like a 40-minute match. Like, I, I was... It felt like it would never end, and I remember that in a bad way. Maybe it was just, you know, the violence of it. Am I alone on this, Jeremy? Uh, I didn't get that at all. I thought... Okay. I don't even know how long the match was, but I thought it went by. I think. That was it? Oh, see, I thought it went by very quickly. There you go. Yeah, I didn't think it was a long match at all. War is very interesting because I often like the idea of him more than, like, the execution at times. Like, I watched a ton of his stuff probably now a few years ago. 
before the NXT UK revolution, brother. Fastest ground band in sports. And, like, he would have moments where I was like, he may be the best wrestler in the world. And then other times he would sort of sleepwalk between stuff and it would frustrate me. When he's just, like, stripped back to his core elements, he is so awesome. Like, one of the top... If you're doing a big ball for, like, top heels, he has to be near the top of it, right? Like, he's, he's got to be. His whole demeanour, the way that he can sell without losing his aura, is fittingly like, you know, the big Van Vader deal. Because yeah. Vader was very giving, but he never felt like he was weak in there, right? And, like, when Dragunov would hit him, he would, like, teeter and then bang, cut him off again. He was incredible in this match, and so was Dragunov. It's just, the one thing about the matches, and this is not on them, it's like, I was left sort of sitting there thinking, man, I really wish I had an emotional investment in this, and I'd, I'd watched any of it, the build. Like, I think I've seen these two wrestle, I want to say I've seen them wrestle once before, outside of this famed brand but i i just unfortunately because i haven't seen any of the tv it was like i was watching a cold match and that does limit it for me in some ways unfortunately the, i thought the video package leading up to it was excellent it didn't like fully get me that that invested that you would get if you watch week to week but it did encapsulate uh everything and wwe always does a great job with those video packages to to catch you up if you haven't seen them um, yeah, I'm with you on the, the investment because I don't watch NXT UK weekly either, but it's, it's also like not that hard to get invested into a Walter match because you just know, all right, here's this big dude who hasn't been beaten in forever. He's the champion. He's run through everybody. Here's a smaller dude willing to step up, willing to show fighting spirit. You know, let's see what he got. It's like, that's kind of the, almost the story of a lot of Walter matches and, but it works every single time. Yeah, because champs like him, you know, as the, the heel ace, are so easy to handle because he's like the, the the base, the constant, right? So it's like if you fling a small high flyer in there, he's the underdog. If you throw in like I remember he had a match with Eddie, who obviously we're gonna get to, like he's like doing the tough guy deal. He's still the underdog. Like yeah. you, you can basically just switch guys out, and that's again that's very Vader. I mean, obviously, in terms of size, he's built different than than some of the old big men were, but for today. I guess my, my closing sort of question is, though, do you, like, are you going to watch NXT UK now? No. Because I'm almost no. certain not. <laughs> no. Yeah, and that's a bummer, right? Because we both would like to watch Walter, so then it's like... We're, we're counter-programming NXT UK right now. I think it's on, I think it's on right now against us. Well, like on television. I mean, on the network. I don't know about television. Oh. I, you yeah. tell me. You're over there. Can you turn on the TV right now and find NXT Dude, UK? <laughs> I think they show highlights of it. I believe, on like the weekend. I don't know if it's live. Oh, someone would know. I don't know. give these people my money. Um, it's not so, live. It's all taped. How would it be live? You know, but I mean like first run. <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of such, I wonder if there's like a 10 a.m. highlight reel of this match that's floating around. Young kids <laughs> on Saturday mornings flicking through. I thought, I thought you were going to say, I wonder if there's a 10 a.m. highlight reel of the distraction just airing on the UK networks. <laughs> imagine just great. imagine like a 30 minute version of this show <laughs> like flipped up with the hottest takes it would only be five minutes it would be incredible so we, we both love the match um, and I thought it was worth because look god bless these guys right they're working so hard such a violent yes. brutal match it was worth talking about it. Unfortunately, I don't think Jezra and I are ever going to talk about the brand again. <laughs> hey, look, if, they keep, if they keep putting out banger Walter matches I'll talk Watch. about it because yeah. I love Walter but, yeah, I'm otherwise, sure. I ain't watching that show. Is he ever going to have... Like, I mean, I guess he doesn't really want to run on the, on the state side, right? Isn't he happy just doing his thing? Well, he was in... He was doing the NXT stuff with Finn Balor 
before oh. COVID happened. He was supposed to have the big uh, takeover, UK takeover match with Balor. And then COVID happened and screwed everything up. So he was doing like that NXT stuff. Uh, whether or not like that's something he wants to do full time doesn't seem like it. At least based on his past comments, obviously people change. You can you can change your mind on that stuff. But dude, if they if they could get him full time for NXT, they they'd be closer and closer to being just fully unbanned. Because between the Patrick McAfee and what the women are doing, uh, NXT NXT is not doing too bad. Was that when Finn um, was sent to NXT to do the old? shoot brother yeah. and talk about laying the, down for the clown brother he's the nxt champion right now finn Balor. he's not yeah he's not on their program because he's out with a broken jaw but he's the champ nxt won last week did we talk about it on the show we now that we're live at three like if we go long enough ratings will come out while we're on the air so halloween havoc <laughs> and jeremy will know this better than anyone Halloween Havoc winning the ratings war is like the worst thing that could happen to my brain because like, I've already pitched like 400 WCW River levels and now they own every trademark because Cody wanted his name. So <laughs> listen, folks, I'm not saying it's a, a good idea, but it will be a fun one. Right? Let's just bring it back. Let's get rid of WWE. Imagine that. It will play. What if they just renamed NXT WCW? Like that's what they should do, right? It would be such a great like satirical play against AEW. <laughs> Tony Khan loves Eric Bischoff. Cody loves like the early nineties WCW. So yeah, it'd be incredible. Hope so. Uh, the the other WWE topic that we want to touch on is Sasha Banks and Bailey are having a rematch tomorrow on SmackDown. Joseph, you know where I stand on this. I think the Mandalorian episode comes out tomorrow. I think Bailey should win the title tomorrow and just piss off all the Sasha fans. Why do you think... Why do you keep saying the Mandalorian episode? She's in all of the Mandalorian. She was in the first one, right? Somewhere? I think she has a cameo somewhere in the first one, but you just didn't notice her. But yeah, yeah. she stars in all 13 episodes or however many episodes there are. They've retroactively put her in the first series. <laughs> like, full George Lucas style, they've like clipped her into it. You know, in hindsight. So, I don't know. I mean, this is an alarm bells one because that segment that they did... Wasn't good. And wasn't here's good. the thing. It was the exact segment that they did with Alexa when she took... You know when they did this exact angle where she mm. took the title back from her? I would kid you not, for anyone who doesn't believe me, find that segment whenever it was after, what, SummerSlam 18, 17, right? It is the exact same segment. Like, to the way they're positioned, to the way that it's, it's laid out. So, I don't know, man. I mean, I think we both agree that for all fun and games, it sh- there should not be a title change. No, there shouldn't. I would be in awe of them being like, listen, Banks and Asuka, tired. Let's do Asuka and Bailey instead. Fresh match. <laughs> Fresh match. Well, like, imagine that as the play. I don't know what they're doing. The Asuka thing is the real, like, sort of, like, what is going on with Asuka? Like, you, well, I, don't, I don't want to speculate about where she was this week. I'm just saying, like, generally, what has happened in this title reign? She was in the UK. She did the show with us on Tuesday. Oh, yes, true. <laughs> true. She flew over in the yeah. pandemic. Flew over and reviewed the John Cena album with us on Tuesday. It's a good point. I mean, I did mention to you, I don't know if I did it on or off air, but I have actually represented Asuka more on this show than she <laughs> yeah. has represented herself on Monday Night Raw in the last two weeks. So, God bless her. I don't know what's going on. I, I hope everything's well. But Survivor Series... Looks good to me, other than that match, which is just like I'm not gonna complain about Banks versus Asuka, right? Like it's gonna be cool. It just feels like an obvious like we need to do a title change match. 
it's but, gonna it's gonna be Bailey like, against Asuka when Bailey wins. Love, right? Like there's nothing there's no one on Raw. No, here here's here's what it's gonna be, Joseph. Here's what it's gonna be. Bailey against Lana. Lana's gonna win the title on an upcoming episode of Raw, and then Asuka will be on the team Raw, and Lana will will go on to Survivor Series to have the singles match. That's a fresh match. Bailey and Lana Genuine question. Genuine question. How many people turned the show off in the third hour when they realized they were going to get Nia versus Lana on that show? Honestly. Dude, did, I mean, did you see the numbers? It went from, yes. like, yeah, a lot of people turned the show off uh, when they got that. And then when they got Drew in against Miz and Morrison, like, that's right. what you're headlining yeah. this show with? Like, I'm not sticking around for this. To be clear, like, I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying, like, I've seen Nia wrestle at this point. And you're now pitching to me Nia versus Lana. And like, I'm supposed to cheer for Lana? What yes. Is, what is happening? You are supposed to cheer for Lana. She's been put through the table oh, six times seven. before Monday. It's now seven. You're supposed to cheer for this woman. The thing is, I don't think, like, Raw... Like, to me, Raw's greatest crime since the draft is it's just there. I don't think it's, like... It doesn't make me go crazy. It does some people, so... Since the draft? That's its greatest crime? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's its greatest crime for, like, five years now. Yeah, but like I mean, there was a, I think there was a couple months there before the, when it was the same rosters where it was borderline like an actual ins- an insanity. Like it was in- tuning in and just seeing sort of like um, Ricochet talking to MVP backstage was quite you know. At least there's like new faces if nothing else. Like Sheamus is there, right? He's fresh, um, and then <laughs> and then you know it's just it's tough, man. Like I legitimately. I legitimately like don't know who's fresh on Raw. I'm like, who, who is fresh? Fiend Bray Raw? Wyatt. <laughs> who is fresh on Raw? Who is fresh? What did you Raw? make? You're you're the you're the Alexa Bliss fan. What did you make of her having the airhead coming out of her mouth for the time? Can you can you do that? No, it sucked. I mean, it's the it's just it's Bray. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't watching the screen. I, probably, I wasn't. I, I wasn't wish I had an airhead. I legitimately wish I had one. I would have done the whole bit there, but it just had Bray all over it. I, I enjoyed the segment generally. I mean, I still, I'm not doing a bit when I tell you. I think that's one of the best things on Raw, and that may tell you more about Raw than segments. But <laughs> at least there's an element of like episodic television to it, in the sense that like each week they add, they do something else. Does that make any sense? Like this week they did the Nikki deal, right? She had the eyes. Yeah. You know, she did the tongue. Like, it's better than just the thing where it Raw sometimes feels like you're just watching the same show every week. At least it feels like it's developing. It's not my thing, guys. I know I do a lot of silliness on here, but it's not really my sort of, you know, my grand image of wrestling. But I think it's fun. It's a good use of Alexa anyway, so. Are you excited to review Firefly Funhouse, the movie, uh, the sequel, starring Alexa Bliss? I mean, she stole the show in the last one, and I had to wait like two hours to get there. So, yeah, sure. It can't be any worse, right? It's only going to be up from here. I'm, I'm fine, but I'm just pumped for them to both have the titles and like the hammers and stuff and the masks. I'm really excited. For this Are we going to get an Alexa hammer? Is that something she's going to do? I mean, they should. I mean, they're, they're kind of being cowards with the mask. They're point. being like, cowards with do? this whole gimmick, I think. Yeah, they're just too scared. They're like, oh, let's do the you know, eye contact. No! Yeah. Give me a mask! I want a mask! <laughs> Give me a mask! We need the to... face paint. We need the full-on... Yeah, do the face paint from the from the No Mercy ad that we talked about yes. a few weeks ago. We need the face paint. She shouldn't have a hammer, though. Like, it shouldn't be, like, exactly like Bray. 
Can can she have sorry. like a screwdriver? What are you laughing at? Did you get a? I'm sorry, uh, no. I she was laughing at you. The fact that you like were just standing firm on this. She was like, no, not the same. Yeah, no, it can't be exactly the same. Can she have like a screwdriver or something? Yeah, I don't know. She could do that. She, I mean, she could just have like a mini hammer, couldn't she? No, no, no. no. Take the sparkle wand. You remember the sparkle wand? And do like a giant like thing of that. That's what I want. A giant, a wand. giant sparkle wand. Oh my goodness! Jeremy, and then she, and then she, oh. she hits somebody with it, and like glitter comes out of it. She's gonna kill Nikki Cross. <laughs> you know that, right? Like, I don't know. I, I have a lot of love for Nikki Cross, but like, that's gonna be a look, man. Like getting just no sold by five foot lakes of this is gonna be so insane. <laughs> But that's, that's fair enough, right? She had a good run. So, oh, is she? She about? should do. Alexa's gonna do the uh, the no selling stuff. Oh, I can't wait. Can I? I wonder if it's Naya See? and just like and just oh. like no selling all of Naya's offense. This is now you're getting more I'm excited for this. Like, because why I love it is I know for a fact that Bray has convinced Bruce this is all great, and Bruce has not <laughs> once considered how he's gonna book this character. Like, he doesn't know. Like, they've got a five foot woman. And she's gonna probably do. The killer clown stuff. I'm very excited to see it. But anyway, that's enough about this terrible. Just it's fun. I enjoy it in all seriousness. It's good stuff. Uh, let's move on to AEW full gear. Reminder, guys, leave a super chat in the chat. Um, get your question, comment, statement read on air. Full gear this Saturday. Another five hour show, I would imagine. Um, let's let's start. Let's just start with it, Joseph. Edward Kingston, Jonathan Moxley. We're getting it. This is we we reported it. We pushed for it. Cody won't give us a shout out on the media call for telling us that this this was a a great idea and everything. We'll just take our shout out ourselves. It's here. It's here on Saturday. Edward Kingston, AEW World Champion, in about seventy two hours from now, I think. My math wow. is bad, but when you put it like that, it <laughs> sounds very exciting. I mean, I do want to go back to the, the prior uh, super chat. I would say. Eddie's probably Foley, and Moxley's probably Austin. If you're doing like parallels, I don't think you're ever going to get a Rock. To be honest, MJF, he's like corporate Rock. I hear Ricky Starks is compared to the Rock a lot. That works. I know you won't like it, but that works. Somebody should have Um, pushed him off of the turnbuckle last night. They should push him. They should definitely push him. (laughs) Not about off the turnbuckle. No, when he was standing on the turnbuckle, I was hoping someone would just run out and like shove him off. I'm look. I hope Ricky doesn't watch the show. He watches all the trouble. time. That's why I bury him. I don't want to get him in trouble. But, <laughs> Ricky, can I just say that you are an expert player of the game to have gotten yourself placed opposite a man in the same faction as you that does everything you do well poorly. And I want to say <laughs> congratulations because it's very, very funny for me to watch and I enjoy it very much. This is not the opinions of Ricky Stark. I have no dialogue with Ricky Stark. Jeremy can confirm. However... It is very, very funny. And Taz, as good as the promo is, he is legitimately like 4 for 11. He's an incredible play from our friend Ricky, who I said four months ago shouldn't be in this faction. Very wrong. This is incredible stuff. So I'll leave that there. I don't want to get anyone in trouble. And I move on to the Edward Kingston and the John Moxley. Um, this is the best segment in the history of Dynamite, right? And this one or like the one a week ago or the one, this one. the week this before? One. I mean, they're all the really the- good. <laughs> With the spit in the mouth. The spitting in the mouth was uh, was certainly something. Yes. It was just the way that Eddie was like, 
So like Kingston is screaming in Moxie's face, and John Moxie just refuses to budge. Like, he's just unmoved, yeah. right? And as soon as Moxie starts talking, Eddie just loses his mind. He's like <laughs> turning around, he's like cussing. He's, like... it's just so brilliant because Kingston knows that like if you just dive into a moment, like an isolated moment within a segment, and you believe it, we're all gonna willingly believe it. Like we actually want to suspend our disbelief. It's fun. That's why I watch, and. No one does it better than him. And I don't want to discount Moxie because he's awesome and he was awesome in this segment. But good Lord, Kingston is on. He's on some wild level of like character work. Like, all of it is just gold at this point. Moxley, this is certainly like the way to use him because he has that aura of like a badass dude who's, um, you know, Kingston said he, he's gone corporate, sold out and everything. But he has the aura of just an ass kicker. Like the MJF stuff, he can do the comedy stuff. This is right. so much better than the MJF stuff, this yes. use of Moxley. Even the Jericho stuff. Like, this is... The Jericho stuff was a little bit different because it was more of a uh, justification between the two. MJF was... Moxley tried to go, like, a little too comedy on that kind of stuff. Um, but this... The Eddie Kingston stuff, this is exactly how you use John Moxley. Like, him just sitting there, standing there in front of Kingston while Kingston is spitting in his face and everything, and just, like, not giving a fuck. Like, just tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. The best stuff in any kind of entertainment is the stuff that the more you dig into it, the more you like it. And, like, Eddie's doing all these interviews this week, and he is, like... He is. He appears to be going into a fist fight on Saturday night. Like he's not doing any sort of like, no. well, brother, good angle. Like, he's literally talking about like trying to kill John Moxley and like the New York Post and stuff. It's incredible. <laughs> and he told this story. I don't know if he's done it on Dynamite. He's mentioned it, where he was like, you know, Moxley got signed. I congratulated him, and he was like, yeah, the inmates are going to run the asylum. And he's like, I never forgot it. Sold, he sold his soul to the devil. And never, where was the inmates? He just was a corporate guy, and it's like. The idea that Kingston is like just living a lie almost for the sake of his own pursuit of gold is glorious, and he knows he's full of it, right? Like when when Mox was calling him out, the reason Kingston's reacting to that stuff is because he is he is dad. It he doesn't know if he can beat him. It's just it's terrific. It's actual character work without being acting and dialogue and looking and doing all the you know, not referencing anyone in particular, and he's just white personally. Look. Everyone can enjoy any kind of wrestling, but it's why I watch, and frankly, Jeremy Lamb, but if it does not go on last at full gear, I will watch no match that follows it. I will turn the pay-per-view off. I'll never talk about it on the show. If it doesn't go on last at full gear, yeah, yeah, Tony Khan is... Fight us. <laughs> but just fight us. Like we'll, we'll actually fight you, Tony Khan. That's what we'll do. Most disgusting promotional tactic, not having it <laughs> instant go on last at full gear. That's fine. Tony Khan, come fight us if Eddie Kingston and John Moxley does not go on last. It, it's the hottest thing they have on that show. The fact that it didn't go on last last night and they put that AEW dark six-man uh, tag team match in the main event of Dynamite was was something else. But what can yeah. you do? Um, it must have been time constraints. Like they must have thought, how long is Eddie going to go? Let's just do the segment free, and then we can adjust after. I feel like it has to be that. I don't know. I think they just wanted to do that last so Cody could do the big speech to Darby Allen and everything, and then he could do the, the post-match speech that he did. I don't know why that didn't go on last. Like, it was kind of... It was a bad call. The Eddie, Eddie and John should have gone on last there. All right, let me hit you with my uh, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook analogy. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Eddie Kingston is Russell Westbrook. 
right? He, you know, John Moxley, Kevin Durant. So on the Thunder, Kevin Durant got all the praise. Everyone loved them. Uh, Westbrook got all the blame and stuff. So we're talking indie indie careers here. Eddie Kingston was just kind of like the overlooked guy. John Moxley was like, oh, this is the guy. He's a top guy, right? Moxley goes. He he goes to WWE. He sells out. Durant goes to the Warriors. He sells out and everything, right? Eddie Kingston just stayed in the independent scene, just like Westbrook stayed with the Thunder. And now he's putting up triple doubles on the Thunder. Eddie Kingston, he's putting up triple doubles on NWA Power. No one's giving him the real respect and everything that they thought he'd get him and whatnot. They meet when they when that first meeting between the two. They're just going head to head. It's bashing. No one thinks. No one thinks Eddie Kingston's going to win this meeting. No one thinks Russell Westbrook was going to win that meeting. But you got to kill. Russell Westbrook in the fight. Just like you got to kill Eddie Kingston in this fight. Moxley's the privileged guy. Is that fireworks going off? They're loving, they're loving this Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook comparison over in the UK. Moxley's the soft guy. He went to WWE. He's soft. Now he's in Brooklyn, whatever. He thinks he's hard and everything. Eddie Kingston, you got to kill him. Russell Westbrook, John Moxley sold out Kevin Durant. (laughs) <laughs> two things this is going to be so much better than when Westbrook gets traded to the Knicks and they're both in New York City it's going to be <laughs> glorious that's first thing secondly does that make the Lucha Bros Carmelo Anthony and Paul George my question to you I think it makes them Victor Oladipo and Steven Adams <laughs> who is homicide in this by the way <laughs> who's homicide we need like a, someone who oversees keeps Westbrook on track we need someone who, who are we looking at nobody keeps Westbrook on track that's the problem <laughs> Stephen Adams was, homicide is, uh, is a Stephen Adams yeah that's, that's that fits um, <laughs> I was sitting here like yeah they both got bad knees and I was like hmm feels like there's a bit of a golf there in terms of athleticism but I'll, I'll leave that there uh, it works it's fine I mean I now understand why you're so invested in this, right? Like, this is a shot at happy ending for you, yeah. I feel. Yes. I mean, look, the, the Warriors kicked the Thunder's ass that season because the Thunder sucked. We had nobody on that team. Durant goes and partners up with... He partners up with Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins in uh, in Golden State. And, you know, it doesn't really have to do any of the work. It got carried by those two guys who are now top stars in WWE where it really matters. And then, you know, that's... that's what's Look, I've just expanded this analogy way way beyond what i originally planned um but now this is this is the shot of the redemption eddie kingston do it for the thunder fans that's all i'm saying we got nothing our team sucks we 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 lose all of our big games and whatnot we we just we had nothing to cheer for ever we got you eddie kingston do it for us wow I hope someone sends this to him so he can. If he's not inspired already, he can really get going for the for the OKC. Wow. Look when 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 Eddie Kingston on Saturday when he's cutting his promo and drops that Russell Westbrook mention, taking the credit. <laughs> I'm sure he will. Yeah, and I'm, I'm certain you will. Okay, that's fine. Um, okay, let's tackle some of the uh, some of the elephants in the room, so to speak. So, I have some concerns about this match. Leading concern is that they go on after four hours of wrestling. That's and my like, concern. Because I think MJF and Moxley was very good, and I do not remember any of it. But that match, by the time it came on, I was ready to just leave forever. I didn't want to watch wrestling anymore. I was done. That concerns me. 
I am very concerned about what these gentlemen are going to do on Saturday. I, I'm not <laughs> even doing a bit. Like, I don't think people quite appreciate... I mean, Eddie Kingston is legitimately wrestling like one match every two weeks. <laughs> God forbid what he has planned on Saturday. So I hope they sort of stay grounded and make it violent without making it stunt work because I don't need any more stunt work in my wrestling. So I... their concerns... I don't know. What you got? I don't think Kingston's the type of guy who's going to do, like, that kind of stunt stuff. I mean, maybe, but... I hope so. Moxley certainly is. Like, we saw it with the, the Kenny Omega stuff, but, I mean, that's just something that Kenny Omega just... that That's him. Yeah. He's going to do that kind of stuff, especially in that environment. Uh, I think mm-hmm. this is going to be more like of a, a brutal kind of fight than, hey, let's do a bunch of a bunch of stunts. It feels very likely to me that Eddie's going to really try to pull from Brett and Austin. Yeah. I'm not saying the finish. I just mean like the vibe, because I know that he loves Brett, and that is like what I think of when I think I quit. Um, the finish is interesting, though, because I've, I've convinced myself that Moxley's actually going to save Edward Kingston. Maybe not here, but I think eventually you're going to see him turn babyface. And the reason I've convinced myself of this, Jeremy, is it seems like they want to do something with Lance Archer after this, with Eddie. Because they keep tweeting about this. I don't know where Lance Archer is, but he's always tweeting about something. So, he was He chance... was taken off for pro, uh, COVID precautions. Well, again. Oh, I don't know about again. I thought, hey, you're right, that, that may have been like a month ago uh, when all that happened. I don't know where Lance Archer is either. Because he was in the main event of the anniversary show, and he's just gone again. Right, right. My timeline hmm, terrible with it, but yeah, you're you're correct. That was that was pre. He came back for the anniversary show, and he's just been gone. He's just been off television. They got a lot of people. They got a lot of people. I just, I guess my my take on it is there may be money in the idea that like Eddie Kingston eventually wins the big belt as a babyface. That's what I'm saying. So. How you get there without making it melodramatic and silly, I don't know. But there's something to be said for Kingston turning babyface within this match from just the pure like brutality of it, if that makes sense. You know, the toughness and such. Because people like him. It's kind of... You know, in, in wrestling now especially, like it's very hard to get like, an authentic connection. And he's kind of done it with people that had never seen him before Dynamite, so from what I can gather. Right. So... I feel like you shouldn't just kind of ignore that because he's a good heel. Like, we're trying to make people feel stuff. If he's going to win the title, it'd be kind of cool if you could get people to react and cheer for it rather than have to pretend it. If that makes any sense to you all, I don't know. I I think, like, you know my idea. First off, I, your idea of him, of how he makes Moxley quit, is still fantastic. My idea, put the title on him, have him have a month or so run, he can lose it on Dynamite to Omega, and then you you go with that whole thing. Like I would put the belt on Eddie on Saturday. It would be. I mean, if if people think that even though this card is great, which it is, the momentum of AW is a little bit like floundering, it would inject some of that at least. It would make people say, "Wow, right?" Because I do think there's a concern that are we paying for these pay per views now based on what we believe the quality is going to be, or to see the result of matches? And I'm personally someone that enjoys when wrestling is like, oh, I want to see who's going to win that match. Yeah. Because then I can be in and out. Of the, the false finishes can really get me. If I'm just watching and I'm saying, let me get my spreadsheet out, I want to see what star rating this gets. It's kind of like, there's only so many matches I can see that way. 
this match is very much captured on old school Bill, where I want to see the finish, I want to see what happens. And Kingston winning would tell anyone that doesn't buy it, you can't just skip these things. And there's something to be said for that, so I can't argue. You know what I'm going to do. If any Kingston wins the title, it's, it's all bets are off. I may never come on the show again. I may die alive on the post-show if you're on Fightful. It could happen, I don't know. Joseph's going to be on the uh, post-show if Eddie Kingston wins. I don't know what kind of state he'll be in, but he's going to be there. Yeah, it will be generally like half four in the morning. And uh, it will be something. So Gary Gary. Cassidy's on the show. It's going to be late for him, too. So I don't want any excuses, Joseph. He's a professional. He's like, he is. He's gonna sit there and like watch the show, like make some notes of insightful things that he notices, and I'm just gonna sit there drinking Pepsi Max, probably <laughs> eating something unsavory. And next thing you know, I'm gonna be on here celebrating, running wild here on the distraction. It's what I'm calling it. I'm calling it the distraction. I've just done that. I've live just rebranded the post show to the distraction. So I'm I'm very excited. This card looks great, but it is a one match show for me purely because in terms of investment, it is so far ahead. We got a couple of super chats. Like, the rest of it, as good as it is. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, it's no, a good no, card. We'll, no, we'll run down the card yeah. here in a second. We got a couple of super chats from uh, Evan Wright. Uh, hashtag point guard, hashtag Hollywood Holbert. Just wanted to say Joe's article about Eddie was phenomenal. Loved the whole segment from last night. Yes, there was a lot of Eddie Kingston features, uh, interviews, a bunch of different Eddie Kingston stuff this week. It's good to see Eddie Kingston getting out there and talking to the New York Post. Joseph still had the best feature from everybody. Well, I mean, I can't just sort of wake up and go, hopefully Eddie gives me good stuff in the interview, can I? Well, I have to actually write it. So, uh, I these people, they rest on their laurels. You know? <laughs> well, I'm going poetry with this kind of thing. There was a lot of sort of symbolism and, you know, big picture metaphor stuff. I appreciate it. I'm glad people enjoyed it. It really isn't... I mean, I completely understand any of my powers that this week really didn't have time to set aside for the professional wrestling feature. I understand that. I hope everyone's doing well, but... People that did like it, I very much appreciate it. It was cool. Uh, Evan Wright also says, Homicide is the coach watching the world burn. And Billy Donovan, that's pretty much what he did every time Westbrook just had the ball. He's like, whatever, wow. do do what you need to do, Russ. Imagine Billy Donovan <laughs> dressed as Homicide, just doing Homicide's bit. Just as Billy Donovan, incredible scene. Imagine. Uh, and Evan also says, Hope Eddie walks out Saturday in a Westbrook jersey. Look, if he walks out Saturday in a Westbrook jersey, I... I don't know what's going to happen to me. I'm going to be on the post show and and just in a di- same state Wait. as Joseph. If he's a if Eddie Kingston wins the world title in a Russell Westbrook jersey, it's got to be a Thunder one, not a not a Rockets jersey. Fuck that. But if that happens, we will rebrand the pro- post show as the distraction. It's just that's what we're going to call it. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Jeremy. I. <laughs> think there's a very good chance that Eddie Kingston does not wear a Russell Westbrook jersey on Saturday. You know, I, he does a lot of sports jerseys, but that I, feels like it's a little bit out of his lane to me. I know people who know Eddie Kingston, and I can at least float the idea to him, all right? <laughs> Poor Ricky Starks is getting hit from all sides. <laughs> it's not Ricky Starks, actually. I will message him and be like, hey, TK. tell Eddie. TK, TK yes. TK. Yeah, I'm going to hit up TK. But yeah, tell, tell Eddie to wear that uh, Russell Westbrook jersey there. I think, in all seriousness, I think we're going to get some Tracy Smothers in the attire of, of Eddie. Probably. I think. That makes sense. That would be pretty cool. So, maybe, though. I don't know. I mean, Russell Westbrook would be quite the player. <laughs> as he tries to win the big one, he comes out in Russell Westbrook gear for Jeremy Lambert on the distraction. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a death sentence, though. If he comes trying to win the big game wearing Russell Westbrook gear, God, Eddie's going to go 6 for 21 from the field. Uh, about 7 turnovers. Here's a question for you. You probably know the answer better than me, Jeremy. What would Jim Ross do? 
Because he, that's his, that's his glass, right? He's OKC, right? He follows roughly, doesn't he? Doesn't he pay some attention to the Thunder? I don't think he follows the basketball. He's a football guy. I think he, I feel like he's done some, how do I phrase this correctly? Um, some older white man tweets about Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe, because I think he did tweet about Durant when he left OKC. So... Hashtag leadership, hashtag not my point card. Jim Ross said. Uh, I don't know. I don't think Jim Ross would be saying anything about it. He'd just be like, ah, Eddie Kingston. Hope he doesn't kill me. He'd be scanning his nose (laughs) looking for where Eddie played football in college. Uh, The rest of uh, Full Gear. What what stands out to you on this card? Um, oh, I don't know. Hangman and Omega, I guess, right? That, that, that one's kind of... The build of that, I think, it stayed pretty on track. I wish it wasn't a tournament final, because it takes a level of, like, personality and conflict out of it to me. Yeah. But it's still cool. I mean, you know, Paige is one of the best characters on their show. And Omega is very good as the kind of, like, kind of dick athlete that doesn't realise he's a dick. Like, he's, he's oblivious, right? Like, he's so into his own success that he just doesn't grasp that he comes across a certain way. I think that's what he's going for. Sorry, Kenny, if not, I apologise. But, I mean, he's... um, My issue and my concern with it is when when Kenny is a heel, he sometimes tries to do this stuff in the ring that is very, very bad. And what I mean by that is the funny faces are one thing. But when he's a heel, he goes into, like, full, like, just schlock. And he can't do that here because he's wrestling hand in a really big match. You know, like, I want it to be athlete, Kenny. He can do that here. He can make all his little goofy, wacky... I'd rather he not. You know, I, I just, I don't know, I don't want to get it. I mean, I call it, for the sake of my brand, I call it good character work. Is that a Kenny Omega face? That's good, yeah. Okay. That's not even the ones I'm talking about. I'm talking <laughs> the ones where he'll, like, in the middle of a cell, just start, like, shaking and stuff. Because, <laughs> oh, I'm a heel now. Laugh at me. Um, that concerns me, but they'll have a great match if they are reasonable and Hangman convinces him that they only need 25 minutes. An hour isn't necessary. We could just do a match. <laughs> That's second. Dude, 20, 25 minutes yeah. isn't necessary, honestly. Yeah, I mean, but like, if it happens, you can kind of go, okay, that makes sense. It's a big match. If they start going 40 minutes, like, oh, good lord, it's tough. So, anything on that one, I guess, before we move on, is that your second most anticipated match? Um, It's not, actually. I'll, yeah, I'll tell you my second most anticipated Sheeter match. Sheeter and Nyla Rose, Jeremy, <laughs> huh? Big play. Uh, I, I do like Hangman and Omega. I think it'll be a good match. You mentioned it, though, about being a tournament. Like, last night when they did, like, the square off and everything, and then the video package. I thought the video package was, was very good, by the way. Um, but the square off, it, like, didn't... It felt like it lost something over the past few weeks because they've just been doing these tournament matches. It didn't feel like it was this personal conflict between two friends who had gone their separate ways as before it felt like oh yeah it's a tournament thing more than a conflict thing and i do think that hurts it a little bit my second match is actually cody against darby allen hmm. because of stang you think stang <laughs> i do think sting is gonna appear that's the big rumor stang stang, stang. whoever he's supposed to be appearing you know they pulled his uh merchandise from wwe Co- or darby sitting up in the the stands looking like sting Everyone says Sting's going to be at full gear. And if it's on the internet, Joseph, it must be true. So I just fully expect Sting, he's going he's gonna to steal my bit. He's going to come out in the mask, take it off, and then he'll have the face paint. That would be so old. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he's a big part of our show. We've done like five Sting matches in the retro review deal, right? Yeah. Like we do a lot. <laughs> Stay. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm fine on that. The Derby thing is kind of like, it's, it's very one note for me. I, I like, I care to an extent, but I don't really. Like, if he wasn't on the show, I wouldn't really bother me. If that makes sense, it's fine. I, I like Cody, and I think Cody in the the big pay per views. Um, I mean the the last one, the crowd helps Cody a lot, and I know the last one because he he wasn't at uh, what was the last one? All Out. Double or Nothing yeah. was the last pay-per-view match he did, and they didn't have any crowd for that. So I think the crowd being back for a Cody match, we know it's going to be good. Like We've seen it a, cu- a couple of times now. It's going to be a good match. I'm interested in the story. I do actually think they lost the story a little bit. The story of just, like, can Darby actually like overcome Cody? I think that's the better story over, oh, TNT doesn't want me representing their company like or their their brand. Like, what... What does this have to do? You're on their program. You're they air your vignettes every week. You're you know you're doing skateboarding in a body bag and stuff. Like they air all of that stuff. What do you mean TNT doesn't want you? So it's yeah. that that part. I think they did lose. I think it would have been better if it's just like can Darby Allen finally conquer Cody? It's also like because Cody now has that toe. It's like. Can you really do the corporate? I'm not even like taking. I'm not even poking fun. I'm genuinely asking. Can he really be like the corporate guy while he has the most wrestling tattoo ever known to man? Like, he's on, not really. He's know. on the TBS show. You know, he's doing the media calls and everything. I get. It. I understand. But yeah, Darby Allen on the media call probably be good. You know what's but... interesting? It wouldn't be. Uh, you know what's interesting, Jeremy? Is that what are you talking? Darby Allen burying Evolve on the media calls would be fantastic. Fair. That would lead to some Facebook posts. Um, here's the thing. It's this year be controversial, folks. Get ready. The Codester has made people very mad this evening, right? Because he said about Sheeta and Nyla Rose, about the fact they have, like, you know, not everything needs a story or anything of interest in it. Some matches can just be absolutely throwaways on pay-per-view. That's what he said. That's an exact quote. You know the ironic thing about it, Jeremy, is that Derby versus Cody is legitimately very similar. 
Tashida <laughs> in the ladder. And the, it, the effectively the story is, can you remember when they wrestled last? Yeah, it was good. Okay, cool. Like, I mean, there's more to it than that because obviously I get it. You know, the idea that Darby try to overcome Cody, and obviously the main factor is they're on TV, whereas Shida is only on TV when she gets this front row seat, which is terrible. Do you think she has so, to pay for that seat? Yes, uh, I do. I <laughs> imagine. <laughs> Imagine Mox being in the crowd. Like, seriously. So stop doing that. It, it looks like, but... No, no, no. Sheeta like, being in the crowd is fine because that led to the best moment in Dynamite history when uh, her and Penelope Ford fought and Ricky Starks got a black eye. Fair. That's... <laughs> Ricky's, really. I mean... We don't need to get heat on Ricky Starks, okay? Let's just leave... Let's leave Ricky. Let's leave him be. I'm trying to leave him. He's on television every week. I'm tired of it. He's not on the pay-per-view, but he will be. The presence. Taz said our presence will be known at the pay-per-view. I, this pay-per-view does not need to be any longer. What's They're going to add... The, what's the Brian Cage line lift I started doing now? He says, who better than Cage? And is that the, the line? Brian Cage is like, no one! <laughs> <laughs> no one's better than Cage, Taz! <laughs> Back to, back to full gear. So, um, okay, FTR and Young Bucks. Do we have anything else? I did the big rant last week. I don't want to go back to it. I, you know, they had yeah. a good match this week. It is what it is at this point. I'm sure they'll have a great match. In terms of narrative, I just I couldn't It's, care it's another match. Like, this is, this is kind of an issue with AEW, is, like, they lose the plot with these matches in terms of just week-to-week build. And yeah, you know, we we saw it with Hangman and Omega, the the Cody and Darby stuff, and really FTR and Young Bucks. Like you you've said it, like weekly television, it's very tough to just craft these stories, especially when they're doing pay per views only once every three months. Like it's very tough to stretch this stuff out for three months, and they don't always do a great job of it. People tend to forget because they just like the product and the matches are great and stuff. But they lose the plot in these matches uh, more often than they're knocked for. Yeah, because they're trying to do like... It's what I said earlier about the Braille I mean, it's like actual weekly television is very difficult because the idea is it advances each week and you're left wanting more. Whereas if you just tell like a wrestling story, you can just hit different beats of it and you'll be fine, right? Like it doesn't have to like... The way that they do this thing where it's like... Where is, you know, Matt and Nick going to be next week? This week they're kicking Tony Schiavone. Oh, no, like it's just... <laughs> They're not, frankly, no wrestler is smart enough to follow that kind of plot line in the way that wrestling is done. It's just very hard. And I wish they'd have realised that and not been too optimistic with this angle. But at this point, they're very fortunate that Moxley's main event is a big hit because they don't need to be the main event and hopefully they'll have a great match. Because if nothing else, I would like for FTR to have a great match, to be honest, as a fan. I'm worried. I'm worried about so many of these matches just going way too long like just this is this is another one you you said the hangman and and omega match like i could see that going 40 minutes and god forbid uh like you you would think the moxley and kingston match has got to go long it's an i quit match like you're not having a guy quit 10 minutes into the match unless they're threatening wives or something um ftr and young bucks dude this has got 30 minutes written all over it right yeah minimum 30 minutes like genuinely it'll be at least 30 minutes this match i don't know man i (laughs) This is how many matches are on this card? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 
It's an eight-match card starting at 8 o'clock. Like, this, this is going on until 12.30. Oh, God. That's, that's <laughs> not good. Don't say stuff like that. When does it start for you? Eight. Yeah. The pre-show starts at 7, and the main card starts at 8. It, the orange match is what... Because I just don't need the, that match. This is... This is so, so dumb. Of It was on the buy-in, and then Tony Khan is like, we got such interest in this match that we had to move it to the pay-per-view. It's like, you're not selling any extra pay-per-views because you moved Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. And I like both of these guys, but no one, no one who was not sold on this pay-per-view was like, oh man, they moved Orange Cassidy to the pay-per-view. Now I've got to buy this show. Like, why can't it just stay on the pre-show? Think about what he's suggesting. Like, is he saying that people like called in and said, "Hey, Tony, I'm so interested in this match. Can I pay fifty bucks for it instead of getting it on free <laughs> TV? Can I, by any chance, Tony? Can you put this on the pay per view? My interest is so high. I would like to buy it. Is that okay, Tony? Can you do that for? Me? It's just, yeah, it's nonsense. But I mean, in fairness, I do like the new, uh, what they call their thing, buy-in. The new buy-in match is cool. Right? Yeah. I'm happy for Allison. But why so. can't you could do two matches on the buy-in? You got an hour. Not allowed, no, no, you, you have need an to hour. Do, you need to do those promos where every single person cuts a two-minute promo in front of their own like wall in the backstage like this. They just stand there. And do... They need to do that. No, I agree. It's I don't know. I don't. You got to have Jim all... Ross running down the card and you know being like, Look, "Got a great one, folks! Restaurant quality pay-per-view coming up here." This week, where Hangman and Omega's video package started playing, he's just like, "We'll watch it together." <laughs> He said the music wasn't playing, so he just he couldn't wait. He was like, "It's just talk over it. I don't care." Like, all I want, Tony, Ricky, whoever's watching this, as long as Brian does his new catchphrase, I'm in. No one, no one's better Taz. We're the best team Taz. No, as long as he does that, I'll I'll pay every week. I'm fine with it. But um, we, I'm excited for this show, and also, and for all my cynicism and my silliness, uh, this will be very good. I think. Every match will be good. The concern is how long. But I'm going to treat this, Jeremy, the way I treat like big-time boxing from stateside, where like I have to sit up and I'll just put no investment into the undercard. I'll get through it, and then when it's main event time, it's, it's go time. I'll log on to the Twitter and such. So with that attitude, I'll be ready, I think. I'm very excited, Jeremy. Like, this, is a big, this is a big occasion for me. You know this. I cannot share that same attitude i you're great you cannot i'm i'm gonna watch power struggle on on saturday morning i'm probably just gonna stay up all night um so you know if anybody wants to stay up all night with me on friday night you're more than welcome to we'll talk uh i'm gonna watch power struggle and then maybe i'll sleep a little bit on saturday and then uh, we gotta watch all out and then do the post show and then do whatever comes out of the oh, media wow. call. I'll probably what what's the show this weekend? Full gear. Full gear. Whatever the show is this weekend. I'll be I'll stay up all night Saturday night. So again, if anybody wants to stay up with me all night Friday and Saturday night, I'll be there. The interesting thing is, I mean, you may feel bad for getting the name wrong, but when you said Power Struggle, I thought it was a Billy Corgan NWA <laughs> show. I'd forgotten the, the New Japan product. That's, that's the November pay-per-view. No one's better than you, Jeremy. Who hey Jeremy? Who's better than Jeremy Lambert, huh? No one. No one's better than me. Okay. Okay, let's move on before we, before we get in trouble here. Um, so, yeah, we're excited. That was it, right? Oh, let's do a bit of Code of Honor before we move on. Because right. the Code of Honor, I do have news on on this. I've been talking to some sources. And apparently, Honor is real. <laughs> so what I've heard. Course? So I've heard. 
Yeah. Um, how many rope breaks do I have left in this podcast, Jeremy? Uh, two. You have two rope breaks. Two? Yeah, two. What did I burn it on, the, the cage joke? I didn't make any NXT UK jokes. <laughs> no, no, no that. NXT UK jokes. The, the Brian Cage joke. Yeah, you, you burned one yeah. there. There was a flagrant on Tuesday. <laughs> Get him out of the game. Okay, fine. I'll leave that there. It was good, wasn't it? Jonathan Gresham is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Jonathan Gresham is outstanding. Um, I, I'm trying to compare him to Zack Sabre. I think Jonathan Gresham's better than Zack Sabre. And, and I like him. But you, you were just immediately... There was no thought on that for you. Yeah, because I think... Look, here's the deal. I, mean, I think both of them can be susceptible to the sort of like pretty grappling deal yeah but jonathan grisham because of his build is able to do the sort of like you know sturdy mechanic deal right where it's like you can actually buy him as a technician i'm not saying that you can't buy a saber i'm comparing i buy grisham more because the way he's built he looks like he's actually built perfectly for his style it's awesome to me and when he's on he's like but there's a moment in the finals against against williams where he just for like four times in a row runs the ropes and hits a forearm on, on Tracy Williams. And I was my brother had never watched Ring of Honor, the pure title. He didn't know that Honor was real even, and I was you know, <laughs> gutted. And I, we were talking about, like, exactly, yeah, Gresham <laughs> does stuff that you actually don't see anymore because guys forget that it's like it can look like combat. Like, he'll do something where it's like, oh, he's actually trying to win the match. And the best thing about Gresham is he avoids the kind of um, mandatory we must do a finishing stretch in every match thing. He never does it. Like he just he matches just end. Yeah. So he's he's a throwback in terms of ideology. He's just his style is so slick. He's so skillful that he can go with anyone. I mean, I he's one of those guys that if he's on one side of the marquee, I'll watch. I'll happily watch. He's clearly the guy for them to build around. Like it's so obvious that I assume they'll mess it up. You know, Matt Taven. Why don't we do Matt? He's like <laughs> Matt Taven instead. Gresham will be good, but let's do Matt Taven. You know. Matt PJ Taven, Black. Vincent, Matt Taven and Vincent. That's the hot feud. Immediate skip for me when I'm done the ROH fight streams. <laughs> it's immediate. No way, thank you. But it's, the tournament was great. I really hope Ring of Honor embraces their identity and gets their niche back. Because right now, they are like an aimless sort of just commodity to me. They're never going to be the number one wrestling promotion. I know, shocking. doesn't have to be. But if they have their own niche, they at least have something to hang their hat on. Right? That's what we do better than anyone. And with Gresham, you have a centerpiece that you could you could argue is the best that style. I would argue is the best that style. So, yes, very good stuff for them. I hope they build upon it because if nothing else, Jeremy, for all their faults, they did handle this this pandemic well. So yeah, they yeah, handled it the best. Like they exactly. they they actually did a bubble in Baltimore. They did testing after the collective stuff happened. They sent those guys home. They just said no don't show up here even if they were negative it's like you were around them don't show up here uh they they're not trying to run with fans yeah, they handled the pandemic better than any other company um what i liked about the pure title tournament is same stuff with like the walter match is that style is much easier to to connect with in the empty arena stuff because it's not relying on all those false finishes and uh you know f- crowd being invested in like oh god like is that going to be the end of the match and stuff like you can just kind of end it out of nowhere and if you're working like a technical based style like that you just don't need all the crowd rallying and the crowd popping for that stuff so it's a lot easier to just get into those matches and sit down and watch those matches in the empty arena like when i would watch the early wwe stuff and the early AEW stuff Mm -hmm. just so tough 
to care about that stuff when they're doing all these flips and dives. It's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, and like just in terms of formula, it's just it's such a clean slate, right? The pure title stuff. It's yeah. like here's the here's what you have to work within. Create your own story within that. I mean, obviously we have a history of it because like guys have perfected that match before, like 100. percent But what I'm saying is, when you're watching WWE, their matches are, just are a certain way. That's the way they do TV. Pure title is like, go ahead, John Congression. What you got? Like, here's, here's what you have to work with. And so, I think constraints and realism can be fun. We aren't losers for liking that. I mean, we are losers, but not just because of that. You know, like, so I know that it's very popular now to be like, who watches wrestling for rules? Well, no one. But, you know, I mean, who watches wrestling in general? No one, right? Like, let me have fun. I, I like rules. Leave, leave me and my Bill Watts filth alone, please. You know, it's, that's what I'm saying. Rules? No. You and Jim Ross, that's it. You're the only two people in the world that want the, that want your rules in wrestling. Yeah, and even we clash a lot because he's always talking about football and I'm just, I'm confused. I don't know where any of these positions mean. He's talking about fast pace, fast break offense, three-point shooting. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what Jim's watching, but he's having fun. And no one is better than Jim Ross. <laughs> no one. Okay. Uh, Sean would like everyone to know that he just interviewed Nidia. Do you have any Nidia stories, Joseph? If I answered honestly that question, <laughs> it would really undercut Sean's feet in achieving the interview. Because I, you know, my knowledge base is questionable there. So I'll say no. To be polite. <laughs> you? Uh, I watched her recently with the the Jamie Noble stuff, where she did that whole thing. That was fun, right there. What just... do you mean recently? Like I, just, I, I watched it on the network. I've been doing hang like on, a 2004 binge. Hang on, no, hang on a second, Jamie Lambert. You are telling me now that you have acquired time to do a 2004. Binge. Look, I'm not saying I have acquired the time. It's just like on in the background when I'm working and stuff. Okay, I'm not what? saying I'm paying full attention to this stuff, but it's there. For a moment, I thought I missed. Jamie Noble for us, I, for all I, I was very confused, but okay, that's fine. I appreciate you doing this binge. It's, it's very fun. I hope you enjoyed it, Jeremy. Uh, 2004. Um, was it 2004? I, I don't even know the year. What was it? What was the year? It was after 18. No, it was after uh, Mania 18. 2002. 2002. Yeah. yeah, that's when all that stuff happened. Great stuff. Sean says Great our stuff, first Jeremy. retro review has to be Tough Enough Season One. Uh, no, we we are doing television shows. But we're not reviewing a whole season of Tough Enough. Wow, that would be that would be something. So Maven is back now, right? Yeah, Maven Maven's was on the bump. The Everyone watches the bump. Yeah, you know the bump is interesting, just as like is a it? case study of like. Oh. No, I don't know. I've never watched it, but <laughs> it's fun to watch. Like when someone hosts a clip, I just we sometimes do interviews via the. I mean, we always do interviews via the Skype. We don't have any other sort of means to do it. But you know the head nodding while someone else talks. They are like, thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> they are um, incredible at it because it will be like seven screens and everyone's just going. And you know, the legit boss fan has got his shirt and his cap and he's going, yeah, he's going, he's going. Like, Kayla's going like this, and everyone's just having a world of a time. I and mean, I never watched the program, but everyone seems to have fun. That's what you can ask for, right? The bump. Do you get it? Do you get the bump? The bump. It's a wrestling term, Jeremy. Do you get? It? Observe oh. this. Program. Oh. Oh. Oh, I thought I thought it was like bump as in like a stock bump. Like, hey, you're on our oh. show. This this bumps your profile. That's what double I always meaning. thought it was. Like, like Tuesday's album, so many double meanings in the uh, in the in the titling. You know, 
I, I've been informed that neither AEW or NXT uh, have charted on the the top fifty. Oh dear. So. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, people watching the distraction that often. Right? I mean, they are. We are we are big in the demo. the The post show on SmackDown because I did the Sting mask uh, did just big numbers, huge numbers. Now I'm gonna have to paint my face every single Friday. Can I just say, for anyone watching this, rewind to when Jeremy found out they had not charted because there was terror on your face. Was I made there? a John Cena album. And you looked horrified. I was so frightened that something happened to my stream. Instead, <laughs> he was like, NXT and AEW haven't tried. I was very relieved that that was all it was. I think I was just looking at the message that uh, Carlos yeah. left in the chat and so I was, was trying to process. Um, retro review. Roddy Piper and Ric Flair. This is Cyber Sunday 2006. Ric Flair against the Spirit Squad and the, the fans got to vote on his partner. I just spoiled it. But it was between Dusty Rhodes, Sergeant Slaughter, Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper wins this vote. Roddy Piper in 2006 was a shape, Joseph. He was not in shape. He, he just was a shape. How do we tackle this one politely, Jerry? I felt bad for this poor man. Very, very bad. But the way that he... Like, the fact that he's kind of approached to it was, I'm just going to dress like I'm in my prime, makes it seem to me that he was having fun with it, I feel. Like, there was no reason for him to wear trunks. Dusty wasn't happy with trunks. <laughs> yeah. He knew. He knew better. Like, it was just... It was a sight, man. I mean, I talk about Ricky being smart, preparing himself so with, um, you know, who. But... Can we stop putting this guy over? Who? The absolute Ricky Starks. Yeah. He's a big star, man. Never heard of him. He's the new Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> Anyway, Ric Flair pairing himself with Rowdy Roddy Piper at this time was the best play in the history of wrestling. Yeah. He's never looked younger. <laughs> I was going to say, Flair looked amazing compared to Piper. Are you surprised Dusty didn't win the poll? Um, 2006? No, not really. Is this before they've like allowed WWE fans to like Dusty Rhodes? Yeah, is that what it is? yeah I, okay. think, I think that's it. Yeah, this is way before NXT. That's when they right. like you know put Dusty on the pedestal and everything. Yeah, you're allowed to like Dusty now because he was nice to your NXT favorite wrestlers, <laughs> and everyone went, "Okay, thank you. I'll go watch the Hard Times promo." <laughs> um, I will never not find it funny that Jim Ross has to stress that he doesn't know how many times Ric Flair's won the world title every time he sees him. He's like, 16, apparently, yeah. could be more, could be less. I don't know, 16. <laughs> every single time, it's like, okay, Jim, just count it up yourself. Let's we'll stop talking about it, okay? Um, oh, Roddy. God rest his soul. Here he is, and he's got he's got these black trunks on, and he is he's very very white too, isn't he? He hasn't gone to a, he hasn't gone to a tanning bed any time no. recently. I don't think he expected to win this. But he's <laughs> he hasn't got a tanning bed. He hasn't gone to a gym. He hasn't gone anywhere. Right. Now, on the other hand, Rick is in his post evolution state because there's a dirty secret about the World Wrestling Federation. I mean, there's more than one, but I'll talk about just one for now. The you know the famous like narrative that like Triple H saved Ric Flair's life by like making him a horseman again in Evolution. He's like, you know, teach him how to be Rick again. You know that's that whole deal, Jeremy? Yeah, that's the truth. That is a very polite way of saying we aged Rick twenty years in about five months because we decided he should be a horseman again at the age of sixty. That's basically <laughs> what happened. Because Rick just changes in this time. Triple H does incredible damage to this man's body, and this is post that where he's always red. His hair is sort of... He looks a little bit like a Madden 2 sword. It's a tough look. 
But um, here he is. He looks great compared to our friend Roddy. Quick hot take for you. You know the Spirit Squad deal where everyone has to say their own name in the entrance? Yes. Dolph is the best at that by like 5,000 miles. <laughs> and I'm not even doing a bit. He's extraordinary. He's so good at saying Nikki in an annoying voice. He's incredible to say. Do you agree with this or not? Uh, I mean, he had... <laughs> I guess that was before all of that. Do you think he did that with Nikki Bella? Was that part of the... Uh, uh, it was practicing for, for hitting on Nikki Bella for Total Divas, right? No comment. Nikki! Okay. It's good. It's good stuff. Nice. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> so the other legends come out afterwards, um, which is, it was Dusty and Sarge. And... Uh, I don't really know how to transition this, so I'm going to just say it. <laughs> Kenny Dykstra and Ric Flair lock up, and Jim Ross says, this is the LeBron James-Michael <laughs> Jordan matchup of their genre. I I thought that he was making like a tag team. I thought he was talking about like Flair and Piper teaming. Like That's what I thought he was going for. But then I rewound it, and then I saw he was going for... I guess Ric Flair's Michael Jordan and the LeBron James of the World Wrestling Federation, Mikey, Kenny, whichever Kenny. one it is, Kenny. Kenny, yeah. Um, genuinely, maybe the worst line ever. In <laughs> like, honestly, could be one of the all-time worst lines. And Jimmy's that, good on this match. Is that I've Jim's fault, play. though? Is that Jim's fault? Because LeBron yes. came into the league around this time, and so he may have seen LeBron-like potential in Kenny... 06, was he? Like, like in the league. At, in, right? oh, LeBron can't drafted in 04, right? I'm, you know I'm That's terrible at time. dates. Yeah, yeah. That's enough time. You know I'm terrible at dates. But... <laughs> Come on. Jim Jim wasn't, no. Jim would be like, ah, young guy, very athletic. LeBron James. Let's just go with that. Okay. Is, Le- <laughs> is Jordan, is Flair Jordan in wrestling like Lure? Is that right? Probably is. He's got to be close. I mean... Yeah. Hmm. Gotta be pretty I'm close. Be- it's not Kenny's fault that he was booked to, to lose this much. I mean, had LeBron stayed in Cleveland his whole career, he'd have been a big loser all his career, too. You could do a whole article <laughs> about who the other Spirit Squad members are, equivalent to who LeBron's Cavs are. You could do something with that. I'm not good enough. So, to Kenny do is LeBron. Who's uh, Mo Williams? We need to figure out who Dolph is, right? Because you need someone. Zadrunas Ilgalskis. Whoa, here we go. Now you could. I'm going to leave that on. You've done articles that were a lot harder than that one. You could get a thousand words on that easily. Okay, so Flair is like still kind of Ric Flair here. I mean, obviously he's infinitely worse than he was, but he has like shades of Ric Flair, doesn't he? He does all the Ric Flair things. Unfortunately, Afrin Roddy is not, um, he's not quite as familiar as he goes on offense. He does sort of like he does like a staggering jab. He bites someone, and then they cut him off. And listen, ma'am, as much as we just poke fun, Kenny and Mikey do an extraordinary job of getting heat on Roddy because I'm pretty sure he just lays on his back for like five minutes yeah. and they just tagging him out. They like work around him. He doesn't even have to stand up. They do a terrific job. They're very steady. Do you remember their little comeback run, Jeremy? Do you remember this? Um, a few years, I mean, I guess more than a few years ago. But yeah, they came back for yep. the, the Dolph Ziggler Miz program, right? Yeah, and then I think they got some, like, MLW bookings yeah, and stuff. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Major League, brother. I wonder if they signed a five-year contract when they did those tapings <laughs> for MLW. Those are still good, I think. Do you think they're going to be part of the restart? 
I don't know if they've been announced. They're doing a restart? Yeah. I don't know. MLW restart. No, I'd missed that announcement. They'd only <laughs> made it 1,500 times. So that's cool. Um, anyway, back to the match. Uh, what do I have here? Yeah, he's on his back for fight. He's sitting there. He's rolling back and forth. He does an eye poke. He eventually gets the tag. And Rick is glorious. Go ahead. Oh, I was scared they were going to kill Piper. You know, they're on each other's shoulders doing the corner spot. Yeah. And Piper's got to roll out of the way. I was so scared Roddy was not going to make it. A roll of pure like, desperation. Yes. Like, it's, it's an incredible sell because it's real. It's completely real. <laughs> Rick is amazing because he's quite possibly the best wrestler ever. And after like 40 years, he's still like, eh, who needs offense, right? I'm just going to do jazz chops and just like taunt and do my stuff, do the strut, all that good stuff. He does that on the hot tag. He does it all. Everyone enjoys their sales. Then they cut him off on a figure four. He then just puts the figure four back on and Roddy like hits one of the other guys and they win. Like and they just win. And Jim can't really believe it. Um, Dusty and Sarge then run wild. They get involved. Sarge is, yeah, Sarge is dancing up a storm. Sarge is having the time of his life in this post match celebration. Like you're watching Flair and you're like, geez, Flair looks terrible dancing out there. And then Sarge starts like, oh, no winner. There's very little here because in all honesty. This was like a nice way to use Roddy, even though he looked the way he did. And, you know, bless him, like, it was not the prettiest sight, but at least it was like an, you know, he was treated like a legend, and the idea was they won, they shocked the world, they kind of, you know, they made some magic or, or whatever. It was fun, I thought. What do you think? It, it was a, it was like six minutes. It was easy to watch. It was, I don't want to say it was nice to see Roddy Piper in the ring in 2006, because I don't want to lie. Um, but it was a nice moment. I'll say that. That was a nice moment. It was. I mean, Dusty was 100% distraught that he hadn't won the poll. He yeah. couldn't have. There's no <laughs> way he could believe he didn't win this thing. But there you go. No one's better than Roddy, Jeremy. No one. I won't do the bit again. But there you go. What have we got for next week, my friend? Uh, the reverse battle royal in TNA. I don't think I've ever seen this. I legitimately don't think I've ever seen oh, this. Oh, man. It's, it's tight. It's, I mean, it's incredible in the sense that, like, you can tell not one fault has gone into how it will actually work. Like, guys, like, look around, like, to find someone to fire. I, I don't want to have to get in the ring. It's just terrible. <laughs> it's really bad. That's uh, fine re- with me. Real quickly, well, it's got to be. It's my choice. You don't say. I, I just like to co-sign these things okay. for the audience. I know the audience is like, this Joe, you know, is he fine with it? Do you, know, do you know who... Because I was looking at cage match to, to check on things. So Piper and Flair won the tag team titles on this match. Do you know who they lost them to? Yes, I do. And it's absolutely horrific that it's their top two guys today. I thought when I was looking... Because I, I knew it was a Piper-Flair match that you picked. And so when I was looking back on cage match, like they couldn't have had like that many matches together. And so I saw it. They lost the titles to Edge and Randy Orton and Eric Bischoff was the special guest referee. And when I saw that, I was like, why Why didn't he pick this match? This would have... Yeah. I, I was stunned that you didn't go with that match. So after I did it, I ripped... So what happened was, the night after this show, they did a match with Rated RKO, and they won. I don't know how they won, but they did win. And then the week after, they do a rematch in Britain... And unfortunately, Jeremy, I'm thankful I didn't pick it because once I looked into it, I realized this. Roddy doesn't wrestle in that match where they lose the titles. They jump in his entrance. And I think (laughs) what happened, in fear of, you know, making light of it, I I think they found something in Roddy's, uh, uh, like, you know, checkups, medically. I think that's what happened. They had to pull him. But he worked a UK tour, I think. So 
I don't know, dude. It was it's a weird it's a weird time when like all the legends are back on the table for them, right? Effectively. Yeah. It's like that time where when WCW died, they were like, granted, all of these guys have sucked for years in WCW, but we're WWE. It will be fine if we have a Kevin Nash pay-per-view <laughs> main event in 2003. Like, it's that time, right? It's, it's, that's the deal. So, um, it is what it is. I agree. I have to share your sentiment. It probably probably the wrong phrase to say. It was good to see Roddy in there. <laughs> if he had just had, like, a shirt and the... He could have done it. He could have yeah, pulled it off. Yeah, he could have. Just didn't need all that. Tough. Uh, ratings real quickly. AEW did 0. 0.3, 0. 0.30, 717 viewership. NXT did uh, 0. 0.14, 610 viewership. So because they didn't they didn't rebrand as WCW, they they lost the week again. That's a good week for AEW, I would say. Wouldn't you agree? Relatively speaking, I I don't know. I've no. Is that a good week? Sure. Sure. Compared to like considering what it could have been, off considering what's going on, you know. Yeah, sure. I, mean, I don't. I really don't pay attention to the to the rating stuff. No, that's fair enough. I it just. I guess it would have been a little bit alarm bell. Like I'm sure someone at AEW this week thought, "Why did we choose this week for our pay per view?" I just got to guess they did. But yeah, the truth is, the same hundred thousand people are going to buy it, aren't they? If we're being honest with ourselves, like it is what it is at this point. It's the AEW audience mostly found the time to watch the show. Those that didn't watch live, I'm sure, catched up. <laughs> it's just it's a niche product, and that's the benefit of being niche is that they're going to have those people return customers. So I'm I'm glad they weren't as bad as they could have been. I guess is the compliment. You're, the sun is starting to become a filter again. Isn't it? Yes, Future, it right? is. The sun is uh, coming in. Very exciting times. <laughs> okay, it's a little bit late. I guess it would be because now it's just going down because you know the stupid time change. It's going to be dark here in like 15 minutes, actually. Pitch blackout. Dot. Yeah, that show is longer than Raw. I need to tell you something. So, Cody wants to add a third hour of AEW television, but it is not a third hour to Dynamite, (laughs) nor is it AEW Dark. Did you know that, Jeremy? Because I did want to make it clear to you on the show. Thank you. Thank you for clearing it up. There's no one better than me. No one better. No one. No one better than Joseph. Four Taz is like, yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm being. It's live. We're live, pal. It's tough. Right? You're poking fun here, but next thing you know, you're making a fool of yourself. It's tough times. <laughs> Guys, we'll be back. Anything else? You want to talk about any other wrestling? Any basketball to talk about? The season's going to start December. Can you believe this? Is it actually starting in December? Is it this what they're seems, convinced to do? Yeah, it seems pretty close. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm just pumped, man. We're going to have Hallford running the offense. He's going to be at the <laughs> one. I'm told Mike Scott at the two. Like Simmons is going to be a sick man spark plug. I'm fired up, man. Big boy ball. That's what I'm looking for. My team year. doesn't even have a coach right now. I've submitted my application. They they've not called me back, but you know, I sent my resume in. Let them know. Told them what I did. I've done in 2K. Let them know all the all the banners I've hung in 2K and hadn't got a call back from old Sam. Even if I got a call back, it's so tight lipped in that organization. I couldn't tell you if I did. If you'd have told Mike D'Antoni when he stepped down from the Rockets job that he would be assistant to Steve Nash, effectively <laughs> sitting next to like Amari Stoudemire, he would have. There's no way he leaves that job, right? No. Like surely not. What's happened here? I guess the I, I can only assume he was all in on the Philly job. That's the only reason it can be, right? Yeah. And then Doc came about, and he was left sort of. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, think I, I don't think anyone expected Doc was going to be fired from the Clippers. And so D'Antoni just figured that job was his and it didn't happen. 
Interesting. I mean, I'm excited, as you know. I explained that last week. Very excited. I've got my analytics figured out. We're going to start bringing analytics to the show soon. You know that? We're going to start doing some. You, you're very mad about this, aren't you, Jeremy? The lack of advanced statistics. Yes. For the Dynamite. They, I saw you were very fired up. They hyped this in like their press release for Dynamite. They're like, oh, we're going to have advanced. I wrote a whole article of like all the cool advanced stats they could do and things like that. And like they've not mentioned this stuff once. Everyone's like, oh, sports-centric storytelling i don't care about that give me these numbers give me how many dives there are in these matches give me like kick out time and things like that like is it really that difficult to be like oh he spends is 15 minute matches on dark like he averages 15 minute matches right. like is this is that difficult to do no i think you're right i mean ring of honor actually did some cool stuff with that didn't they? yeah they did some stuff about you know like Gresham uses up one rope break per 15 minutes. So they did stuff like that. And it's just, right. it adds a little layer to it. I mean, it's not a priority of mine, but it's it's better than the thing of just clutching to why isn't everything on this show very serious? I agree with you. That's something they could actually add that would be better, I think. I mean, they, they've they gone full, like, sports entertainment, which is fine. I don't have a problem with what, like, AEW's done. I think it's a good show uh, week to week, but the fact that they like hyped this thing that it was going to be like this and then it's not it, it's a little off-putting to me because that's what i was looking forward to i was looking for the advanced stats speaking of um sports style presentation jeremy what is the power struggle card tomorrow or whenever it is oh god um oh you don't know i'll never not mind. off the top of my head uh <laughs> naito naito and evil i can't wait for for that big oh. uh rematch uh kenta and tanahashi i know that's a match i'm actually really looking forward to kenta and tanahashi um what else we got here okada and the great okan don't know why that's on there but it is uh abushi and jay white that should be very good minora suzuki and shingo should be very good and the the goat toro yano against uh not jonathan gresham it's a good card hang on so Yano has got a, that was perfect transition after I did the joke about sports style pre. You should have immediately been like Yano is wrestling a singles. That's fine. I forgot Yano was on this card. He's doing the, the the king of pro wrestling gimmick, you know, where they I don't know what the the stipulation is for this. Oh, I think it's okay. like no turnbuckle pads or something. Wasn't it so Carter's big like we're going to change the business? Part, wasn't <laughs> yeah, Okada Okada was so bored during the pandemic that he's like, let me just come up with some wacky stuff that other people can do. Okada's wrestling like, the great Okan on this show. Like, yeah. what are we doing? He was like, I'm going to come up with a new finish and figure out how to have bad matches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, I come up with a terrible stipulation. Thanks, guys. Here I am. But there you go. Come he went, he went into full Dragon George mode. He's like, I'm no longer Okada. We're just going Dragon George stuff now. To truly be a great, you do have to at some junks, like just lose your mind a little yeah. bit. Like, it's part of it. Because then it allows your redemption. It's all, it's all fine. It'll, he'll be fine. Um, <laughs> I would say I'm watching that, but I'm not. To my call. I don't think I'm going to see any of that. So enjoy that, Jeremy. Thanks. I hope everyone enjoys the full gear. Um, everyone should read my articles. Everyone should read Jeremy's news stories. Thanks. Everyone should tweet. What should they tweet? What should they tweet, Jeremy Lambert? Yeah, just hmm. tweet, tweet nice things about us. Who better than <laughs> distraction? <laughs> no one. That's who. That's who you should tweet. You can do a gif if you'd like. I don't mind. I'm, I'm, I'm actually easy on that. Okay. Um, I don't have anything else to plug nowadays. We're going to do a stream, aren't we? Should we plug that? Oh, we got a few things. We're gonna. Are we playing oh, TW oh. this week? Yes, we are. I okay. believe we're doing it tomorrow. I'm pretty right. sure. TW sometime tomorrow. Probably like 3 or 4-ish, uh, I would think. 
Um, so TEW tomorrow, I sort of announced earlier, we'll fully announce it now, Joseph and I are doing the retro reviews on Fightful Select. So if you want more of us, God knows why, but if you do, uh, once a month, we're just going to be reviewing old shows. It could be TV, TV shows, pay-per-views, series of matches. We're kind of left to whatever we want to do, but once a month, Fightful Select. Go to FightfulSelect.com. You sign up. You get that. You get Alex Pulowski's Sour Graps, which is excellent. You get Sean breaking a bunch of news, early access to interviews, early access to Joseph's articles as well. If you can't wait or if you don't make me a good enough offer in the DMs, you can get early access to that. So sign up to Fightful Select if you want more of the distraction. Yes, actually, Jeremy, jumping on the back of your, uh, your plug there, if you have, like, an, I don't know why you would, but if you have an idea of a TV show you'd like us to cover, like an episode, send it to us, and oh, I will do this, because Jeremy has enough to do. I will start making, like, a backlog of episodes you want us to review. Like, if it's your favorite episode of Nitro, Raw, SmackDown, whatever, and then I'll do it so we can do it in a timely manner. Um, if Somebody's going to send, like, retro, 12 shows, and that's, that's every, we're, these are once-a-month shows. I know, but we can, like, if we get one, you know, if we get three for December, we'll have three years' worth of shows. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, if you enjoy our retro match deal, it'll be that for a longer period of time, basically. Yeah. Right? And that should be fun, because if there's one thing we enjoy doing, it's talking absolute nonsense about professional wrestling. <laughs> we're good at it at this point. We're experts. So, yes, we have a lot going on. We're big stars, Jeremy. We're live. Yes. Um, I think that's all the plugs. I'm doing the AEW post-show on Saturday, so at 1 o'clock, Come join me to talk about whatever happens on AEW All In Full Gear, and uh, yeah, Joseph will be on there if Eddie Kingston wins or if Eddie Kingston loses. You're more than welcome to come on. Gary Cassidy is going to be the the other person there with me. Big star Gary Cassidy. So we're gonna have we're gonna have a fun time. You you are aware also that Jack Crosby is also coming on if Eddie Kingston wins, right? That's this fine. is a real thing happening. Okay, we're invading that's, the program. that's fine. I mean, <laughs> I do want the people to understand that like. You know, I would say I'm the only person in wrestling media that is actually now... I thought you were just going to leave it there. The only person. Yeah, the only, the only person in wrestling media. <laughs> the only one. I'm, the, I'm, a, I'm alone, folks. Um, I now, like, accept podcast appearances conditionally. I'm like, yes, I will. If Eddie Kingston wins a fake professional wrestling match, I will appear on the podcast, Jerry. So here we are. This is what I do. I, I actually think, unless it's a harrowing night like last time, I'll probably be on anyway. The kind of insight I provide is about the same <laughs> as I give you every Thursday, folks. There's no one better than me, other than Gary Cassidy no and Jeremy Lamb. No, so I'll be there. I'll probably be there. I'll probably be there. That's what I'm saying. All right, go, everybody. Go, Eddie Kingston. Kill him! I mean, he's got to make him say I quit if he wants to win. I mean, if he kills him, I feel the referee's going to have to step in. It's, uh, uh, you know. Not if he doesn't say I quit. Like, it's an I quit match, not a two-to-death match. What do they do? Just vacate the title? <laughs> yeah. Just, didn't say it. Retire Somebody like Renee, I guess it'd be like whoever the whoever is who's in his will. Who who leaves? Uh, <laughs> who does he leave the AEW title to? If he loses, yeah. if he dies. Look, man, I just hope <laughs> those guys stay safe. I really do. Stay safe. Grim wide. Have fun, folks. That's all I've got. All right, everybody. We'll be back uh, tomorrow playing TEW. Everybody, check it out. Then. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.